know what it's like to be in the presence of whom shall he teach knowledge whom shall he make to understand doctrine them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast for precept must be upon precept line upon line here a little and there a little welcome to the save night service from the true vine cathedral with God's servants Reverend William Abu at the save night service you are nourished revitalized empowered as you listen amen wow it's a blessing to be here again on a Saturday evening um, for our save night. I, I know that you have been looking forward to it, and, and by the grace of God, we are here again. And um, I want us to pray. So wherever you are, just stand to your feet, your feet, bow your, your head, and close your eyes. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this evening. Thank you for the opportunity we have to be here again in your presence, even though we are at home this time in your presence it is precious to us it means a lot to us because in these times you have been talking to us holy spirit we invite you again your word says where two or three are gathered in your name there you are in the midst. and we believe this word is true and we ask the lord you will speak to us clearly open our ears to hear you open our hearts to believe and to receive your word in jesus name we have prayed amen oh amen put your hands together in your house for jesus um, where you are and give him some praise amen but it's a it's a it's a privilege for me to be here again this evening and it's a blessing that you can i can i can reach you although church has resumed we are coming to church on sunday we still have the opportunity to um to to meet online on Saturday. if i had known that this online thing was like this like save night was steady long ago but anyway uh, coronavirus has has taught us many things brought us to brought to our mind things we didn't know were were possible so um if you've been following me i have been preaching this taming your tongue for a while and i don't i haven't finished and i don't think you should be bored because i feel that it's a very very important thing last last saturday i was saying that um um words are so important to god in by god's estimation one of the things that are very, very important, very, very serious are words. And so um, you too must take the words you speak very seriously. You cannot say, I was joking, I didn't mean it, or any of those things. It's, a, it's, a, it's an important uh, thing to God. Um, the Bible says that this whole world, Hebrews, Hebrews 11 um, um, shows us, you know, it's by the, by the words of God's mouth that the whole world was framed. And so, you too, having been created in the image of God, you should take your words seriously because they also have similar effects. Amen. Um, so we we did the poison of poison of lies because we're saying that your. I mean, let me. The book of James is where we have been reading. Um, we have been um, studying, and James shows us that this our tongue that is in our mouth here, it it can be a source of deadly poison. And so we have been looking at the sources, um, the different kinds of poisons we can find um, in, in the tongue. And um, we, we saw that lying is one of the things that can come from your tongue. It's a poison. Last, last Saturday also, we talked about... Um, we talked about... Um, hmm. 
tail-bearing, that's not it. Tail-bearing people going about and saying things because of the way you are and the way you talk, you talk freely. You cannot keep a secret. And so when people tell you the things that are very, very deep and very personal to them, you go from place to place telling everybody. And, and I showed you from scripture why that is not a, a very good thing to do. Um, that you should not be a tailbearer. Should not be a tailbearer. And tailbearer is a very dangerous. One of the things that we learned was that the words of a gossip are wounds. The words of a gossip are wounds. When a gossip speaks, he, he, he causes you to have wounds. Amen. I said that don't yourself be a gossip and don't encourage gossips. Because if you if you encourage a gossip when he comes to tell you other people's personal things, very possibly he will take your personal things and go and tell other people also. And I'm not sure that you'll be very happy about that. Amen. But this evening, I want us to talk about another poison, and um, it is the poison of foolish talking. Amen. The poison of foolish talking. And I, like I've been saying from the beginning, it's very good that you, you take your, your notebook and you take a pen or a pencil and you write down um, what you are learning. Also, um, if you have a Bible, when I when I say the verse, you open to it. If it's a good, I mean, the verse, the verse I'm reading, you should underline them or highlight them in your in your Bible because one day you will need to um, you will need to refer to them. And once you have them underlined already, you just have to check and then you'll find them. Amen. All right. So let me read it. Let me read the introductory scripture again, James chapter three, and then we will come to the the poison of um, foolish talking. Amen. Amen. James 3, 1 says, My brethren, be not masters. Let me read it from the, from the New King James. It's, Let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. And I told you that bridle means to control and to control. So what James 3.2 is saying is that the key to be able to control your body is to be able to control what your mouth speaks or what you do with your mouth. And a person who is able to do that, the Bible says that then he is a perfect man. And once he's that, he's become a perfect man by controlling his tongue or by taming his tongue, then he can control his whole body. And I was showing you how many sins that you commit, they will start. You don't, you don't know it. You, don't, you cannot see the connection. But if you want to stop something, some things, you may have to check what your, your tongue is, is doing because that, that, that may be what is contributing to how your whole life is, is turning out. Amen. So let me continue. It says, indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths and that they may obey us and we turn their whole body. Then it says, look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. Verse 6, and the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire by hell. 
Amen. Verse 7 says, For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil. Let me, let me see what the what unruly means. Hmm. You 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 if you underestimate the, the tongue and, and how dangerous it is, you are doing yourself something very very bad the the word unruly means that cannot be restrained are you hearing the thing that, that I'm, I'm sharing with you it cannot be see i'm saying that james james he doesn't give us hope when he he, he talks about the thing uh, look at the verse 8 for no man for no man can tame the tank it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison this, this is the summary of the thing that we're talking about you see, and i'm and i'm seeing the reason why i have preached this taming the tank for um six weeks now is because i want you i want you to believe me and to accept that you need to take the 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 danger that the tank poses to you very seriously and if there's anything you want to master to do it is how to control this tank and to use it the way that will bring glory to god hallelujah the bible says that if any man if any man does not stumble in word if your words if you are not if you are not doing anything wrong you're not making mistakes with your words then he is a perfect man and that man is also able to control his whole body hallelujah so that's why i'm taking them one by one we talk about lying i showed different types of lies and we already know like if you want a good example it's tailors like they say that tailors are a very good example of of lies they use all the different tricks together at different times you get it so we learned that one too then we learned we learned about tail bearing in concern or gossip going from place to place so anybody tells you something which is very personal to them or something like this, that you're not supposed to tell anybody you go around and tell other people that is also not a good thing today for a very short time we are going to be talking about the poison of foolish talking amen now let me read this verse this verse give you an idea what what it means what we are talking about ephesians chapter 5 verse 4 ephesians 5 4 it says So I'm reading in the New King James. I'm reading in, in NIV. NIV says it in a, in, a, in a very simple way. So let's, let me read from verse 3. Verse 3 says, But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. So the, the sentence starts from verse 3. But fornication and all uncleanness all covetousness fornication is sleeping with somebody that you are not married to you're having sex with someone you are not married to you, i know that you are in k church or i know you know these things already some of you you have been watching very bad movies that grown-ups watch k church people you get it so it's not that i'm i'm saying that fornication is when you are having sex like you are sleeping with somebody that is not your wife or your husband that is you're not married to the person it's fornication so the Bible is saying that that thing called fornication, then every kind of uncleanness, anything that is not clean, okay, and then covetousness. Covetousness is when somebody has something that you don't have, and you and you desire the thing so badly that you will do any kind of bad thing to get some. That covetousness. 
It's different from like admiring it, like someone, oh, Charlie, hey, Charlie, this, your, this, your, this thing is nice, pal. It's, it's different from like, you, I want this thing some by all means. Do you get it? Well, when I was in secondary school, when we were about to finish secondary school, some, one of the guys I was in school with, um, he was the SRC president. One day I was standing on the, his uh, balcony. You know, they have these, these rooms with balcony. I was standing on the balcony with him. And then he said, and, and secondary school, when we were finishing secondary school, we were about what? Uh, we're about 18, no, sorry, 19, 20. The older ones are like about 20 years old or something. And this guy, this guy, I was standing by him on the balcony, and then he says to me, Charlie, by 25 years, I must be. So he said, he, he used an adjective to describe, but I can't say the adjective on uh, this thing. It's church, we are doing church. So let me replace the adjective that he used and use another one. He said that by 25, I must be stupidly. Dusted. Dusted means like rich. Like when you, want to, you see, rich is not good enough. When you say dusted, it's like you are rich. I am. You don't know. But he now added an adjective to the thing. You get it? So I must be. Is that an adjective or is an adverb? It's describing a verb. Adverb. Rich. Rich is. I am rich. I am rich. Hey. Hey, Charlie. The people in the studio. They don't hear English. Let me preach my thing. So, so yes, it is an adverb that you can add L Y to it and get something like. So, he said, I must be stupidly dusted. Listen to what he said. Oh, by twenty-five years old, I must be stupidly dusted by by fair or foul means, with emphasis on foul means. You understand it? But I must by twenty-five. I must be stupidly dusted by fair or foul means with emphasis on foul it means that he would he would do his best to become the rich that he is imagining that he will become good means that's the fair means but if the good means are not working he will try foul foul means means actually any method that is not good he will try it you know and i mean we young boy i i laughed but as i've been thinking about it over the years I, I, no it's a very very serious thing to be saying that by fair or foul means with emphasis with emphasis on foul means <laughs> can you imagine this i don't even know where he is right i don't know whether he has become very very rich or what i have not i've not heard i have not heard about him in a long time many many years but what i'm saying is what i'm saying is this this is the, the bible is saying that covetousness you see so these things i've mentioned fornication and cleanness and covetousness. The Bible says, let it not even be mentioned among Christians. Like, we should not enter a group of Christians and say, somebody in this group here is a fornicator. <laughs> we shouldn't say, we shouldn't enter into a, uh, into a place where Christians are gathered and, and like, we're talking about, oh, somebody has done something wrong and then, as we are investigating, what has he, what has he, what has he done? Oh, he's, uh, this thing, uh, uncleanness. Like, uncleanness is a very big, whatever for many different kinds of bad things that's what he's saying that let it not even be mentioned among you as as it is as it's befitting for sins a saint must must be clean must be pure must not have these kind of things associated with with him but then verse 4 is the verse i'm looking for so then verse 4 he says neither so he's continuing the list so fornication all uncleanness covetousness then verse 4 it says neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting which are not fitting 
but rather giving of thanks so this list in verse 4 has to do with all of them all of them i think all of them have to do more with your the way that you are that you talk are you are you here in the church so these ones too should not be found among christians so like we shouldn't enter into a place where christians are guarded and hear them making cause jesting just a jest is a joke and cause c-o-a-r-s-e see when something is called it's, it's another word for it is rough it is rough it's like rough jokes yes yeah, and these days it's not even that people are even talking jokes so it is status yes we have seen my church members have been looking i've been looking at this someone i see the status mm. Then I'll send a message to the person. Ah, this one means what? <laughs> this one means because you know, you know, your status is like like a broadcast. You know, what I'm like like what you are saying is what your status is saying. And so, it's, so it applies. This verse four, Ephesians five four. It applies to the, this thing that you, you do. I'm not, but I'm not saying you are saying it. You are saying, anything that you put on your 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 status is your public address, like your bulletin board, a billboard that has been big one. Yeah. And if you have if you have uh, one thousand WhatsApp friends, your your status is available to all the one thousand of them. That's what you are saying. Why do you have a girl with breasts that has, she has not covered on your whatever and 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 under it and under it you will be saying something like Charlie the weather these days dear hmm. the weather these days dear hmm. With a, with a, what, what, what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? It's all oh, rev. That's what they tell me when I send them a message. They say, "Oh, rev, this one is not in it." It's, it's here. Cause just say, "I'm joking." It's a joke. No, it's not. It's not anything serious. But it's a joke. It, it is not. He is saying that these are things which should not be found among Christians. When we, when Christians and are in a place, anybody who associates himself with Christian, with Christians. It is not right. I'm preaching well. I know some white church people are watching me. And the, the people who have been seeing their status and been sending their messages, they are also watching. They are, I'm sure that they are watching. They are not watching crowd, they will watch. <laughs> That's why I'm preaching it. And I'm saying that, you see, I, I have said here before that let us not make light of the things God has, has written in his word. You see, for me, my philosophy is that if it has found its way into the Bible, it is that serious to God, and you must treat it seriously. And I said, I can only say, you see, it's this in the Bible. That's the one. Oh, I'm not reading the thing well. This is it. This is it. Ephesians 5 4. Ephesians 5 4. The Bible says it should not be mentioned at all. They should not mention your name and mention this one in addition to it. Hallelujah. Let me read this, this scripture in uh, NIV. Um, the, let me read the three and four. Am I preaching? I'm almost finished preaching. Today is not. Hmm. But among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality like not even a hint we, we, must, not, we must not even suspect you see the first one almost like we well, have caught you fornication but this one is like no you say 
but among you there must not even be a, a hint you know when i was when i became a, a, a christian eh, i i mean there are many verses i saw when as i as i grew up one of the verses i i saw which for me was like very was very very struck me you know in a certain way it was a verse that said that that you should uh, you should avoid every appearance of evil and then i found out that if you if you just made that your aim to avoid the thing is not it does not look clearly evil but it appears evil it looks like it may be evil what i noticed is that if you make up your mind to avoid it you will find yourself you see you will find yourself and evil a, a gap you'll find a significant gap between you and evil at all times so that let me say, oh, uh, it's not me it was the devil who tempted me or the devil made me do it what i'm saying is that if if the evil see you already where you are standing the evil is there and even though it doesn't look clear to you it appears to me as evil and so because of that i will stand here and let evil stand where it is although it's not it may end up not being anything bad but just just the fact that it appears evil if I can do that, I create a good gap between me and evil at all times so that the number of times I fall in temptation is reduced. You're not saying amen to what I'm preaching. This is a very good thing I'm preaching to you. And many people who say that, oh, I didn't plan to, I didn't mean to, I didn't want to. It's, it's, this is the reason, the reason that you are too comfortably close, too close to what, what evil is. And even when it appears, even when it is so clear to everybody, by the time you notice it, you have gone too far. Avoid every appearance. The Bible is saying that let it not, not a hint. Hey, do you know a hint? There are K church people watching the thing. Like I will give an example of hint. Hmm. Or of any kind of impurity. Or of greed. So New King James says covetousness. NIV says greed. Greed. I want this one some. You have not yet reached the level where you should get something. I want something. He says that a Christian must not. There's a scripture that says that godliness with contentment is a great gain. You you must be a person who you you God. You know you know why I th- I think that there's a very important there's a very important reason why when Jesus taught the disciples to pray the Lord's prayer, one of the one of the lines in the prayer is is give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread give us this day i think two things that that thing that thing achieves is one is that um it makes you have to have to go to god every day to get that day's deliberate so you don't disconnect with god but another thing that it does is that it helps you to be content with what you have at the moment and 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 that thing gets rid of greed people want to get a lot of things that they don't they don't need you don't need do you, what I'm saying is making sense to you. They don't need. You, you, you find out that you can actually just you can actually just live. You'll be okay with what you have. What what you have. See, the Bible says every good and perfect gift cometh from above. What you have in your hand has come to you from God. That is what He wants you to have at that time. You need to believe it, to accept it, to thank God for it. You see, you, 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 look at it. You even can see what Jesus was looking. Jesus was looking at five thousand people who were been with him for three days and they were hungry and he knew they were hungry three days hadn't gone home he had been preaching to them by all means they are hungry and he was looking for food to give to them look at look, look around he said where we are there's no food here 
So, Charlie, disciples, come. Can we get food? So, there's no market. There's no way we can get. But even if we can get food to buy, how many loaves of bread must we buy to feed these people who are here? And the Bible said that they, when they counted, it was five thousand men. Not they didn't count the children and the, and the women. Oh, too many women and children. Too many. Only the men. Five thousand men. You get it. But at a certain point, somebody said, "There's a small boy here who has five loaves of bread and two fish." Jesus said, "That is what." God has provided at that particular time. What did the Bible say? The Bible said that he lifted up his head, his head to heaven and he thanked God for that's what you are supposed to do. This is what he, this is what he's saying here. Greed. He's not, you're not supposed to be greedy. I want this one. Look. You know, there are people, there, when you drive around, when you walk around, you know, like posh areas like Atasomanso and all these kind of places, that buy new sites and, and, and this thing, the Nyame and all these places. You will see houses that have been built. The human beings who build those houses with, with hundreds of thousands of Ghana cities don't live in that, those houses. They don't live in Ghana even. And the person who lives in that house is a caretaker. Yesterday I was talking to somebody about, about how it's sad that you can have somebody can get money to buy a very expensive and complex car. And yet he doesn't even know. He has never driven the car before to feel its smoothness. Because he has a driver. He sits at the back of the car. The driver takes him, takes him to work in the morning, comes for him in the morning, takes him to work, drops him off, he goes into the office. The driver goes with the car, wherever he's going with Charlie. If anybody knows how comfortable and how there's feeling in the car, it's who? It's the driver. Who cannot afford that car, maybe in his whole lifetime? He can work. He cannot buy that car. But look at him, feeling the car. There's a problem, so Charlie, so go and fix it. He'll drive it, driving it. This man who has afforded, the, he, he wakes up very early in the morning. I was, I was saying, even, even, he ha, even the house he has built, oh, he has built a mansion. The house has this, has this, has this. Charlie, the guy leaves home very early in the morning because of traffic. When he's leaving home, it is still dark, quite dark. So the guy can't see the house that he has built that he's coming out of. Then he goes to work. Sits in traffic and he gets to work. When he gets to work, he works, uh, and because, you see, a person who can afford all of these different different complex things must be a so person who also works very hard. So signing deals, going for meetings, board meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting, different kinds of whatever. I say, when will he close from work? He close from work in the night. So when the driver is picked him up, picks him up and bringing him home again, it's dark again. How long you say? When he enters the house, all he's thinking about is how to go to bed. Look at this. Hey, you are sitting down here. I must get some. That's why you have Sakawa. What is Sakawa boys? What do they want? Yeah. So I'm saying that this is what I'm preaching about today. But I, I think it's important to talk about it because it's in the Bible. You must not be greedy. Then it says, says, because these are improper for God's holy people. So then verse 4, he continues the list and he says, nor should there be obscenity. See, NIV uses the word obscenity. O-B-S-C-E-N-I-T-Y. And that word obscenity it means a dis- description of sexual matters, comma, pornographic. Yeah. Talking which is pornographic. That is what he's saying. It, it must not, he said, nor should there be, should there, replace the word, uh, the word obscenity with what I have just described, should, nor should there be descriptions of sexual matters, comma, pornographic. Foolish talk or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. 
you must use your mouth to thank God. I'm not preaching well because I started sweating. When I started sweating, I know that the preaching is working. Yeah. And many, is it, you know why I'm preaching? Why am I preaching? Why am I, I'm not preaching this in the main church? I'm preaching. I, because when I came here, when, one of the things I was shocked about early, early in 2010 when I got here, the most, most, most children who were in my church at that time, Charlie, the kind of talking, and sometimes one day I was, I was preaching, I said, How many of you have watched? have watched pornographic movies before and this was j church like you know those days like j church seven eight years old put your hands put your hands down you don't understand the question <laughs> let me ask the question again how many of you have watched a pornographic movie before i say it in cheek raise up your hand like this Sorry. are you serious i said you how did you watch it so now me, now me, bra, eh, she. Now, now me, so me, ti, hobi. Into time, now me, so me, she, bi. And another so, now me, sister, eh, she. The sister part even shocked me because like girls watching program. Now me, sister, eh, she. Now me, so me, so me, she, bi. So, oh, so for, you be brave. Oh, me, oh, me, bra, them what? Oh, VCD, VCD, DVD, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in the church? You see, and, and, and what will happen is that it will affect the way you talk. Sometimes you see some of these small, small children when they are insulting each other, the kind of words they, that they use. You get it? So the Bible is saying that these are things obscenity, foolish talk, joking, bad, coarse joking, which are out of place. Out of place out of place am i saying something good yeah see some of you you come to church you look at the christ a nice christ but when you are by yourself you see that you're kind of talking that you talk you see it yeah girls bottles they are shape they are for case people are watching the thing you know but let me let me say it yes kate some k church people some of the k church people they know things It should not. It should not. It, there should be no hint. There should be no hint. Why am I preaching it? Because it is in the Bible. If it is in the Bible, then it is important to God. You see, and, and you know, when James was, when I was reading it, James said that, he said this, he says, it, from the same mouth comes blessing, and from the same mouth comes curse. Then he says, my brethren, this ought not to be so. It, it should not be that the same mouth that blesses, the same mouth curses. This same mouth that, you come to I'm in the spirit. You are really, that same mouth now is, is now talking about things that are not. You see, I, I'm preaching, so I cannot be saying them. It's not good. It's, it's not good to be. It will be like I'm doing foolish talking on the preaching. Like I'll give you the examples of things people say. But you know what I mean by foolish talking. Improper, out of place. Asembia, okan. When you see, if you're in a good company. When you finish saying it, you think it's a joke. When you finish saying the thing, you start laughing. You say, only you are laughing. And everybody else's face looks, looks funny. Because it is, not, it is not appropriate for the company you find yourself. As a Christian, you should not be talking like that in that company. I don't know what I'm... I'm uh, but I, I think I can, I can finish preaching now. May your... See, he says, but rather thanksgiving. May your tongue be used for thanksgiving. You know... You know, I, I, when I was in secondary school, I said that I, I, one of the things that I, 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 I learned 
there was a guy who was my who was my junior. He was in when I was in form three, he was in form two. And I hadn't met him in our house before, but he was there. Very quiet guy. And every academic year we have like reshuffle rooms. So you move it from your dorm to another dorm. And in the final year, there was a reshuffling. And well, for the non reshuffle form to this necessarily. But this boy was brought from another room to my room. It was a form two guy. When the guy when the guy so when the guy brought his trunk and his uh, his box to the room, then they, my my mate, my friends in the room, those who were already in the room said, No, 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 we don't want this guy, we don't want this guy. So I said, Ah, why don't you want him? What what has he done? We don't want you gonna know this guy. So I said, So I said, Ah, somebody should tell me what this guy has done. They said, The guy is a very weird guy, he's a spooky guy, he's, not, he's a very weird person. What has he done? They say, Oh, in the middle of the night, you, when, you are, when you are sleeping, you can wake up in the middle of the night and you will see him walking about in the room. It's a very, you can become scared, like it's a very strange thing. I said, Is that the reason? Say, yeah, he's a strange guy. We don't want you. He can easily scare you in the night. Then I said, because I was a form three. There were, there were about only three or four form threes in that room at that time. I said, I said, this boy is staying in this room. I want to see how scary he is. He will stay. So the boy came. How did you watch him? What I found out, in fact, when, when, by the time, I've, by the time I've, I've observed the guy for a while, I found it what he was, how he was even admirable. The guy was speaking in tongues all the time. Oh, I don't know why. I don't know why. Every time you meet him speaking in tongues. So sometimes I'm, I'm going to the classroom and he's coming. When you meet, when I meet him, as, as he's coming, he doesn't talk to anybody. He doesn't walk with anybody. Too. He's always walking alone. So you see, his mouth is always moving. He walks like that uh, enter the room. When he enters the room, and where he where his room was, so you there's a row of beds here like this, by and then there's an aisle in the middle, and another row of beds on the other side here. And the door is on this side, and my, where my bed was was opposite where his bed was. So when I sit down by uh, by my bed, I can see him straight. Even when he's making soakings, you you pour the gary in the cup, you pour the sugar as he's pouring. watch and say this guy wow <laughs> because see i received the baptism of the holy spirit in secondary school you know but i wasn't I, nobody really taught us about speaking in tongues and the benefits of it or what it, it would do too so sometimes maybe when i go to an su prayer meeting people are speaking we are praying while speaking in tongues out but it wasn't like that so i saw the boy uh, so this thing this boy is doing is nice but i'll do some so i started to do some Get it. It's when I'm there, I'll start to speak in tongues. You know, and as I've grown, it's, I find like that it, it, sometimes when I am, I am nervous, you know, and intimidated, it's the, easy, the easiest thing I do to calm myself down is to start speaking. Speak. And I learned it from that boy. What I'm saying is, am I, am I saying something good or something bad or I'm not, I'm not saying it well? Yeah. No, we don't want to, we don't want to. Just, I woke up in the middle of the night, I didn't see anything. I, what's that? The only thing he does is that he prays, he prays, he, when he wakes up at night, he prays in that aisle there. He will just be walking up here, up and down like that. That was just praying, not not doing anything anything strange. Just praying. So the boy he will stay. I like him. He should stay in the room. Hallelujah. What am I saying? 
I am saying that. Let your mouth hear, your tongue hear. Let it. The Bible says when, when we speak, when we, when we speak in tongues, in an unknown tongue, we are able to thank God well. In, in other words, if you really want to thank God well, the way to do it is to speak. And is it, is, it not, is it even a wonder that the language of the spirit is called speaking in tongues? Again, is it a tongue matter we are talking about here? So instead of using it to be talking nonsense, talking, do what? Thank God with it. That's what he's that's what he's saying in this guy. But rather thanksgiving. Nor should there be no there should should there be obscenity, foolish talk, cause joking, which are out of place. But rather replace the nonsense talking with speaking in tongues. I didn't hear an amen. Amen. My last verse, and we are closed. Ephesians 4 29. Ephesians 4 29. And this is one of the best islands like in those times. When I when I was a uh, I was a, a new Christian, it says, "Do not let." Let me read it from um, New King James first. <laughs> let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. This is like a command. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Let no and you know the word the word used for corrupt the the translated corrupt they know what it means rotten to replace it with corrupt with rotten say let no rotten word. You know what is rotten. You know, you know what is rotten. When you are talking, you know what is that you, know, you should not be saying, but you are saying them. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification is encouragement. Do you see it? Encouragement. And what is it saying that when you open your mouth to talk, the people who hear you, let those words encourage them. Rather than rotten words that go into their ears to spoil them. That it may impart grace to the hearers. I, I like this verse. From the time I saw it, I've, 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 liked, I've liked it very, very. Ephesians 4 29. Ephesians 4 29. Let no corrupt word, let no rotten word proceed out of your mouth, but only what is good for necessary encouragement. That it may impart grace to those who hear. The um, NIV says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. You're describing breasts and body shape and different kinds of body parts how does it how does it benefit those who are listening to you your pornographic descriptions those kinds of talk how does it benefit those who are listening to you this is what the bible is saying that that what your words must be words that are only helpful only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs if the person is discouraged let your words encourage him the person has low self-confidence. Let your words give him confidence. The person has lost hope. Let your words give him hope. 
your words must must build others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen i finished preaching may god may the holy spirit touch this your tank and may it be an instrument only for thanksgiving i didn't hear an email where you are in your house there may the you see your holy spirit can touch your tank <laughs> may he touch your, jeremiah touch the tank may he touch your tank and may your tank bring out words that are helpful only for building others up according to their needs may the words that come out of your mouth benefit those who listen to you may your may the words that come out of your mouth out of your mouth not be words that discourage and that are rotten in the name of jesus stand to your feet where you are in your house i want us to just pray i want to close i want to pray for yourself eh? and like we always do it's it is more powerful to pray for yourself pray for yourself ask god to touch your tank touch my tank lord touch my tank lord heal my tank of foolish talking in the name of jesus touch my tongue oh god touch my tongue lord let no corrupt rotten words come out of my mouth foolish talking rough jokes let them not come out of my mouth in the mighty name of jesus may the words that come out of my mouth encourage may they edify may they build others up according to their needs in the name of jesus pray somebody should pray oh pray you are praying for yourself god god can do it i said james didn't give us hope but i know that by the power of the holy spirit god can change it the words that come off your mouth will be words that edify in the mighty name of jesus pray and ask god to heal heal my somebody said let the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight let this be your prayer let this be your prayer let the words of my mouth let the words of my mouth let them give you praise let them glorify your name let them be acceptable to you oh god this is my prayer this evening in the mighty name of jesus pray mahaha rabba satoki branda bransatori bala branda lebe leto kambaha basata kabala branda kabalaba lebro santoki branda bala brandi bala banda branda le kabahaba let my words build up oh god let my words benefit those who hear me oh god in the mighty name of jesus maho labra from tonight oh god from tonight oh god heal my tongue lord in the mighty name of jesus Talabahanda, Rebaba Sata Kaboli Branda Kabalaba, Mehaba Sata Kaboli Branda Kabalaba, Imasa Toki Baha Branta Poli Branda Libelebe, Ebro Salabala Branda Kalabalaba. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for tonight and thank you for bringing your word to us again. Clear words, Lord. I pray that you will touch our hearts and cause this word to settle deep in our hearts, oh God, that it will continue to work on us. So, word is living, it is active. I pray for everybody, Lord. Forgive us. Forgive us about the words we have spoken that we shouldn't have spoken. Either words, Lord. Foolish talking. And Lord, heal our tongues, O God, in the name of Jesus. From tonight, O God, may there be a real change. May those who know us see that something has changed about us. Our words have changed. The way we talk has changed in the name of Jesus. We thank you, O God, for your grace that always helps us in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want to pray for somebody here. You want to, you're at home. You are watching me, but you're not born again. Um, Jesus is the only way to heaven there are two places when a person's life ends one of two places the person will end up you end up in hell where God will put his enemies or you end up in heaven and to get to heaven 
you need to have Jesus in your life. He is the only savior of the world. And so if you are hearing me, you want to say, Pastor, please pray for me so that I can give my, my heart to Jesus Christ. He will come and live in me. Close your eyes and pray this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I know I am a sinner and I know I cannot save myself. Thank you for sending Jesus to come and save me. Lord Jesus, forgive me all my sin. Come and live in my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. From today, I will live for you. I will serve you. I will love you. I will follow only you. Please write my name in the book of life. And one day, I will be with you in heaven. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus in your house where you are. You can even add a shout if you are excited. Amen.